Mm-hmm. You give me heck and heck and heck. In fact, that debate continues even today. Ain't that right, Gail? That's, That's right, Gail. So That's <laughs> right yeah. In between that time, many people have become ill. Unfortunately, some of them passed away. But the good news is vaccines were created. These vaccines, mm-hmm. and they, okay, that's where I lost that. Okay. I had to say, sometimes you got to say it out loud to find it. Mm-hmm. I gave we're you a creating. mic check, one, two, one, two. That's what I do. Oh, mic check. Are you comfortable? Oh, yeah. I, I can push, I can, again. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Say your name. My name's Elijah Sutton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Cool. I don't, I don't need to be louder, do you I? Okay. <laughs> think that they should have to get it. Okay. Because I don't know how loud I have to be. Well, that's. that's I don't. I don't understand. Oh, okay. 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 That's the reason why we give you headphones because that helps you to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, yeah, I can. Do that. Are you dropping money out of your pocket? Never mind. Leave it. I got you. <laughs> it's only a nickel. It's a nickel. Look at you turning your nose up. You so bougie. You could be a nickel. nickels. Build dollars. Mm-hmm. Nickels. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, I want a nickel when it was bigger. <laughs> it gets bigger. Trust me, it gets bigger. It gets you just put it with some friends. Needs a group. It's big in a group. Whenever <laughs> you guys want to start. All right. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to our new podcast, Random Science. I'm your host, Francine Dash. COVID-19 created a worldwide pandemic unlike anything we've seen in recent history. In the winter of 2019, the COVID-19 virus was introduced to the United States, and by March 2020, it became known to the rest of the country. Since that time, there has been a debate as to what it is, where it came from, and what it would become, and ultimately, what its impact would be on all of us. In fact, that debate continues even today. In between that time, many people became ill, Unfortunately, some of them have passed away. But the good news is vaccines were created, and these vaccines offered hope for some. But for others, they weren't sold on the vaccine and didn't think they should have to get it. We're talking with people about their views on vaccinations, whether or not they got them, and the impact that their decision has had on their lives and even careers. We're also talking to professionals, scientists, and everyday people about what all of this means to them and how their lives have changed forever. With that, I'd like to welcome our guest today, Elijah Sutton. Hello. Hello, Elijah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> familiar, familiar face, familiar stranger. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's talk about this thing. Uh, COVID-19, 2019, where were you in your life when you first heard that COVID kind of hit? Oh, uh, yeah. So that's kind of a funny story. When COVID first started, I was I just got I was in Chicago for school, mm. and me and my friends we actually went to a St. Patrick's parade. Uh, parade. Mm. We went to like a St. Patrick's Day parade, like a darty that day, like a day party that entire day. Wow. And we got home, like we got off the train station, got home around like that evening, mm-hmm. and we turned on the news, and they're like COVID nineteen, this breakout, this new virus, and we we're just like, oh, we're like we probably got it. We were just around like <laughs> two hundred people, guys, wow. and so. We all like probably started feeling a little bad, like a little like coughs, like maybe three days later. Mm -hmm. But that's when we all that's when the whole quarantine thing was starting because that was the end of March, April Mm -hmm. towards that year. And everybody's really like staying in the house. So it was weird to see Chicago like dead Mm -hmm. because that city's always alive. Mm -hmm. And so when we got home, we were like, oh, no, we're probably going to be sick. And so we were probably sick for about that, like definitely 10 days. But we quarantined for 14. Mm -hmm. But ever since then. I have not been sick. I've like knock on wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never, I've not had COVID-19 or mm-hmm. like any kind of sickness like that ever since. But 
I also have had a good immune system. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't get sick too often unless it's like overheating up because I really know my body too much. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, you were starting from a good, a healthy place in your life already. So yeah. when, when this happened, how was quarantine life for you? How did you deal with that? So I'm kind of I kind of am introverted to start with. So was it really that a vacation? Have... Basically, <laughs> <laughs> It felt like a relief, <laughs> felt like a resort. No, no uh, people, no people. OK. <laughs> We had to, I was like, so me and my roommates, we actually quarantined together. So it was at least four of us who were all in the same area for that time. Mm -hmm. But when I got home, I had to basically be separate from my family once I got back to Indianapolis because my parents got COVID. So Mm -hmm. they had to be separate. But my parents are, uh, they've had COVID maybe two or three times since this whole thing has started. Mm -hmm. And my mother's actually a long hauler. She's still getting her sense of smell back. But as far as symptoms, and she's like, gotten all her shots uh she's gotten one of the boosters my dad's gotten all the he's gotten both shots and both boosters my brother's got two shots and the one booster and i just got two shots mm-hmm. um originally i wasn't gonna get anything but mm-hmm. they were like but then it was a requirement when i started working at iu health they mm-hmm. uh required it and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i just went ahead and got that but mm-hmm. i didn't uh care for the boosters because the shots didn't affect me too much, like, because everyone had, like, all these swollen arms or, like, couldn't move anything, but mm-hmm. I had nothing happen to me. I, like, got the shot, and I felt the same. Mm-hmm. I was, when I was sick, I really wasn't too sick. It felt like a cold. Right. Um, right. I didn't have any symptoms after. I've been, like, I think it said I've, like, got a test back mm-hmm. that said I was positive for COVID, but I was asymptomatic and had nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And that was, a uh, even when I've been in contact with people who are, quote, had COVID or positive or symptomatic and stuff. Cause I also helped take care of my dad, mm. my mom, but mm. I didn't catch or trace anything from them. Mm-hmm, so that was mm-hmm. like, this is weird, but. <laughs> well, they say it, it hits everyone differently. Now with you, you don't have any of those, you said long haul, any of those symptoms, but you mentioned that your mom, yep. what about your dad? Has he had any long existing? So he actually lost his sense of taste while he had COVID for a little bit. Okay. And then. He recently gained it back. You can tell he gained it back because he started eating a lot more. <laughs> he started Dad saying, can taste. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Once I heard my food's too cold, I was just like, oh, he, he knows. <laughs> and so his taste is coming back. He's starting to eat anything. Uh, but he's definitely gotten it back fully mm-hmm. where my mom still hasn't even gotten her sense of smell back fully mm-hmm. because she did lose, lose her sense of taste too around the same time. Mm-hmm. But she gained that back fully. Mm-hmm. But she just now started like, getting glimpses of smells of things and like being like, Oh, now she can smell what the room smells like now mm-hmm. even more. But like mm-hmm. after 15 so minutes, she like says it goes back away mm-hmm. and goes mm-hmm. back to normal. So, so what do you think of this whole COVID-19 thing? You know, uh, hmm. I think, uh, I think it's definitely a weird thing. Uh, so when it first started personally, I, I don't, put things in my body too much i was like I, i'm i have a good immune system and i'm like purely natural but mm-hmm. i'm not opposed because i've got my measles vaccine like my shots and all those uh mm-hmm. like my immunization records type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um but as far as like the covid vaccine like i didn't care too much for it because mainly because it was like emergency approved mm-hmm. so within that i was like <laughs> with the virus too i was like uh i was like i don't know if i really wanted to uh partake but, I was, I but when you say you didn't weren't sure you wanted to partake, is it when you mention emergency, is it because of the speed yeah, of like the, everything? Okay. Like the speed of the vaccine. So I was like, I didn't think uh, 
we researched the virus too well at all mm. and we didn't take account into the science that we already knew mm-hmm. as far as like building antibodies mm-hmm. like just naturally talking about antibodies mm-hmm. no one ever mentioned that they're just like here take this mm-hmm. they're like we couldn't like do enough research and like couldn't get enough shots but here is it because all these people were like dying um but as far as the uh but seeing all those people dying it made it real enough to you mm-hmm. but you still feel the vaccination itself was pushed out on people too fast. Yeah, I feel like the vaccination may have uh, possibly sped up some people's deaths because we necessarily didn't know what uh, people were putting in it because, um, I don't know, after my parents got their uh, vaccinations, I think they, uh, personally, I feel like it uh, was more of a catalyst to bring in uh more of the virus or more uh, more things towards mm-hmm. the virus mm-hmm. into their body. But uh, at the same time, I think everyone's immune system is very different. Mm-hmm. So as far as like that specifically, it was hard to research this really new COVID-19 virus mm-hmm. and then making a vaccine that's very solid across the board for everyone when we don't know how it's specifically affecting us yet. Now, yet. now the research that has been shared out to all of us Um, is that more people have died without the vaccine than with the vaccine. But I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You believe the opposite. You believe more people have died with the vaccine? Yeah, so like with, I didn't think it correlated when we were, when uh, we saw how many people died and Mm -hmm. then how many people took the vaccine. I was like, those numbers really don't correlate Mm -hmm. because it was around the same amount, if not more people had the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And yet the numbers still continue, like people still continue to die with the vaccine and continue to uh, get sick when this was supposed to, I guess, act as our other vaccines and like sort of mainly prevent that or make the sickness less or have us feel less symptoms or have less of a sickness towards COVID-19 virus itself. Right, right. Um, But it's like one of the reasons I say that is because I know a lot of times when people get admitted to hospitals, they like as before this year, they were like forced to have that vaccine. If they didn't have it, they had to get it once they got there in so, order to get treatment. So you're saying that if someone came in through like emergency or something, yeah, they had to have the vaccination before mm-hmm. they were going to be treated. Yeah. Like people were being asked. Really? They, yeah. People were being asked, like, are you vaccinated? And if they weren't, they would have the option to get the vaccination or not. So if they chose not to because you work with one of the hospitals Mm -hmm. so if they chose not to get the vaccine what then what happens so i'm pretty sure that patient itself doesn't like go to priority or like i i guess those other patients who have the vaccination are the more priority now and those who don't have it are less priority or either sometimes don't get treated in some hospitals that i've seen like i've read stories where there's literally been hospitals in different states that like have refused to treat patients mm-hmm. because the nurses didn't feel comfortable because like they also, cause there's like the shortage of masks as well, shortage of beds. And so that like kind of help alleviate the risks. And cause also the medical field's also a big, I'd say money game cause death is profitable, which is sad and morbid. Mm-hmm. But uh, the more patients or the more people you have who are suffering, the more money you can make. So I guess once they took in those more severe patients that they didn't have to uh, risk getting sick from, they were able to continue like that profit. So 
I also think it was a big thing for the medical field. So Wow, that's a really cold and sterile way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. how I, that's how I've also looked at the cancer situation because there's been cures of cancer that have been found, but cancer's profitable and having people in the bed is profitable. And mm. you can't have a hospital essentially if you don't have patients. So now a lot of this sounds like and people will accuse this line of thinking or discussion is conspiracy based um, philosophy where people espouse certain things without evidence, without proof, what have you. So what proof have you gotten for yourself, Lynn, in your own personal research that brought you to this conclusion? So I've actually always researched the medical field even before COVID-19 because Mm -hmm. I've always been iffy because even with, I would bring up IU North, for example, um, the doctor who just died, who live streamed her death, Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't even from COVID. That was just simply from wanting to get treatment. Mm-hmm. And they simply refused that. Um, one, but that was a more of a racial thing. But two, it's still beneficial for their money. It's still more money in their pockets to put her body away rather than continue to put out money to treat her. So, and within that, there's also a lot of hospitals in Las Vegas, which is sad. The doctors and nurses literally gamble on patients and see which ones will die first. And in order to regulate their bets, they literally like kill patients (laughs) or like they'll uh, treat patients differently in order to like. So I like will see stories like that. And to see something extreme like that makes me think even more like who's to say they're not doing something even minor. Mm, But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so you're saying if they're willing to do that, what's to say they're not doing things that are more subversive that people can't see or aware of. Yeah. yeah. And okay. even within that, I was like, just simple things like my brother had to have shoulder surgery when he was uh, playing baseball when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And one doctor told him it was just a, cause he essentially had a labrum tear and he just needed to have a metal put back in there and mm-hmm. essentially have that sewn back up. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of cartilage tissue that was broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a doctor on the North side up at IU North they told us that his whole shoulder was done. Like he needed to have it replaced. Like they told us all these extreme things, like his cup was messed up, like all these different tears. When we went to a black doctor, mm-hmm. like right after he goes, you just have a labrum tear and it's going to be a really simple surgery. And mm-hmm. we're just like the, we always have to go for a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't a black doctor, if we just went to another doctor, they mm-hmm. told us something different. And with my shin, um, I had a bad senior night. And I collided with the kid in a soccer game with my shin. I just have a contusion and like a fractured little bone. A doctor told me I broke my entire leg and that was done. And I was like, it doesn't feel broken. I know what a broken leg would feel like Mm -hmm. if my leg was broken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So based on that experience, based on your own personal research, you've come to this second opinion Mm -hmm. mentality and that even applies to COVID-19. So the, you yeah. used it. So you wouldn't have gotten that vaccination had your job not required it? Yeah, probably not. But yeah. I'm always a skeptic on anything mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I never like to take things for face value. I always do research myself. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I would have gotten it if my job didn't require it. But mm-hmm. uh, I do think that the vaccine has helped some people who mm-hmm. do have really bad and low immune systems. So the vaccine can be beneficial, mm-hmm. but at the same time, something that's beneficial can always be harmful at the same. So, so I think there's always a give and take with things that you do. Right. So you, you want more research done than that give and take and going back to something else you said earlier, natural immunities toward yeah. mm-hmm. these sorts of viruses. 
Um, one thing that kind of has stuck in my mind since you mentioned it was that you've known of people, or I don't, I don't believe you said you've known of people, but there are a number of people who have died after getting the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about your own life since you've been vaccinated? Uh, so I was, so I am and I was, but, um, there's a lot of factors that play into that as well, as far as concern for life. But with that vaccine, uh, as far as me, I think I feel healthy myself personally on the personal level. I feel healthy. I feel like I don't need any more vaccines in my body as Mm -hmm. far as the COVID-19, um, unless it's like something that's regular and annual, like the flu Mm -hmm. shot. Or like your measles or mumps if you need something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had the flu shot too. That, that's a pretty standard thing these days. Yeah. Though, right? I was okay. like, I've always gotten the flu shot. Okay. So you think based on what you just shared, uh, a healthy person like yourself getting a vaccine, you don't, you don't think it would really hurt them. It might have some intrinsic mm-hmm. benefits, but it shouldn't hurt them. Yeah. Right, it, right. it really, it really shouldn't. But at the same time, it's your body. It's your it's, body. It's your body too. So yeah, yeah. I was like, cause I personally know my body very well. So like if I, cause even when I eat something, I know that I shouldn't have ate it cause it feels bad. <laughs> I'll, like my body will just naturally be like, you need to. It sends a message someone. right away, mm-hmm. right away, right away. Exactly. Um, I don't want to take up your time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this vaccine, just kind of in, in closing, um, because you also mentioned this a couple of times, two things. It's really about more research. You yeah. want to hear about more research and mm-hmm. you want the more autonomy of one's personal choice yeah. to get the vaccine. Because you mentioned that if your job hadn't required it, you wouldn't have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that things would have worked out the same way for you and and your cluster or group had you not as far as like occupation or like health i think health wise because Mm -hmm. the reason why i say that is because you mentioned being asymptomatic but Mm -hmm. you mentioned both your parents being ill Mm -hmm. um and i think one of the concerns a lot of people have who are like you are healthy and Mm -hmm. just don't have any health problems or issues or you know they don't want to carry it to their grandmother you know they don't want to get someone else sick Mm -hmm. Uh, they may not want the vaccine, to be honest. I don't know a lot of people who want the vaccine, but they'll choose to get it because of these extenuating circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. So that that did play a factor into why I got the first two, so mm-hmm. I could go see my grandmother. Um, but at the same time, like around the time, I always, with social distance from her, I definitely stay back. Uh, I only recently like, started hugging her again because the pandemic, I like, even if I wasn't sick, even before that, if I felt like a little cough, even back in like 2006, 2007, I wouldn't hug her. I was just like, I don't want to get you sick. I was like, you're an old woman. I, I, I can't do that. You called your grandmother an old woman to her face. <laughs> That's a she, different she, podcast for a different day. I can't even with you right now. <laughs> she won't believe it. Oh, no. boy. She's those grandmothers. Okay. But, well, what should be our takeaway when we're, when we, now that we've gone through this, We've gone through something, this collective experience. Mm-hmm. We've gone through a shutdown. People have dealt with that in different ways. Mm-hmm. We've gone through uh, people believing that the virus is real, not believing that it's real, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've gone through the vaccinations being created and all of that that yeah. went into. Uh, so now that we're at this point where we're 
in this new normal, if you will, yeah. what should be the takeaway in your mind? What's your takeaway for you? My takeaway from like the entire from entire the entire experience. What what should be what is your takeaway regarding COVID nineteen and how will you perceive it, perceive it moving forward? I think emotionally we should rely on our family members or those close to us. We should definitely uh, keep them close throughout the time. I promote a lot of free thinking and free choice rather than uh, simply like taking even just what I said for face value. Even I would like to be able to research everything I spoke about because I don't want them to just believe me. I think people should always research on their own on draw their own conclusions and I think we are moving forward towards a new normal because even with what's going on even this summer people are going back out and people aren't really as sick anymore I think our bodies are evolving and adapting to this new virus and adapting to the new nature and what's going on outside so I think people should just still be careful and do their own natural, healthy things and normal hygiene and just be lovely rather than being hurtful people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll have to let that be our last word. Yes, people, you heard it here. Wash your hands, according to Elijah. <laughs> thank you, Elijah. I always appreciate the conversations we have. And thank you to our listeners for your participation. We want to encourage our listeners to continue this discussion through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, this podcast and all of our podcasts are brought to you by Pointcast News and LEI Productions, a studio for podcasters, musicians, and anyone who has anything to say. To listen to any of our podcasts, visit our website at pointcast.news or visit us at Apple Podcast. Also, be sure to like and follow us on our social media pages at Facebook and Instagram. Join us next time. Until then, be blessed and take care.